Hello and welcome to According to John. Today's question, what race was Jesus? One of those really, really easy biblical answers, <laughs> but the world really doesn't want to hear what the Bible says. We want Jesus to be who we want him to be. Right. Listen, he's black, he's white, he's whatever. No, he is what he is, and that's what we're going to talk about. Yes, we are. Because, okay, here's the reality. I'm going to give away the end of the podcast, which I usually never do. Who cares what color he was? Praise God he came. Amen. That's the bottom line, huh? It really is. But we can straighten and, all and, this and out. Why and do, why, do we need, why do we need Jesus to be our race? Why do we need him to be white or black or whatever? Why can't we just say, oh, my goodness, we have a Savior that came to save the world, and we don't care what he looks like. And the reason is because society has trained us or tried to train and change us into being racist. Yeah, the fallen nature yeah. that started with Adam when Adam and Eve fell, part of that fallen nature, as you trace through mankind through history, have been racist. Oh, my God. It really isn't racist. It's, it's, it's even worse than that. And the tribal peoples of Africa, they're all the same race, but they're tribal now. We can't <laughs> fight over race. We'll fight over tribe. Then you go to Scandinavia, which I've traveled to quite a bit, 17 times to Sweden. I've been over Norway and all, all through Scandinavia and Denmark. We love it there with lots of friends. But uh, they fuss among themselves. They're all blue-eyed, blonde hair, right. and they fuss, you know. The Norwegians tell jokes about, you know, did you hear about the Swedish? guy that went into the bar and, all. <laughs> and they make fun of each other it's just a fallen nature so here's a i i worked um when i lived in north carolina i had my own business right and but i'd go in this one garage because i go it was pet boys i'd buy parts from pet boys but also became friends with the mechanics in there and whatnot and i even hired some from there and hired some on the side well there were two guys that worked there and they hated one another. And, and one day I finally just said, guys, what, why? One was Mexican and the other one was uh, Honduran or from Honduras. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so to look at them, they look like brothers. Yeah, kind of Latino. Huh? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they resemble. And I, and I said, I go, why do you guys hate one another? Because you look alike, you got the same hair, same eyes, same skin tone. Like, like you got everything the same. And they and the and the Mexican went, "He's from Honduras," <laughs> and I went, "So you're from Mexico? We don't like each other." <laughs> it's just throughout history. It was crazy. It's absolutely nuts. I think it breaks uh, God's heart. Maybe it even angers him a bit. I think you're right. Hey, let's. I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today we're going to talk about what race was Jesus. Brother, if you'll open us in a word of prayer, we'll get started. Let's pray. Father, we pray that these uh, next minutes in your word will bring clarification and blessing uh, to all who hear. Give us anointing to speak your word boldly with a broken heart and may we just help people to be strong that they not be driven about by every wind of doctrine thank you for the opportunity to speak to people around the world thank you for those who choose to listen unto us and we pray we can be a blessing to them in jesus name amen amen okay so as we talk about this uh first off i want to establish one thing which we talked about before right up front there's only one race and that's the human race. 
Yeah. The, now politics have divided it. They divided it for their gain. But there's only one race. Now there's different ethnicity groups. Mm-hmm. But there's only one race. You know, that was prophesied by Jesus in the latter days, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. That, that's, that act, the actual Greek word there is ethnos. Mm-hmm. And we're all one race, so we got to fight over something. So uh, let's fight over that. You're from Honduras. I'm from Mexico. Same, right. same genetic code and uh, racial features. It, we'll still fuss because we, yeah, we're going to fuss with somebody, so who will it be? And the only way they really knew each other from where each other came from was because of the dialect, not because they looked different. Yeah, it's all sound like Hispanic dialect <laughs> accents to I did, me. But I they, didn't know any difference whatsoever. Well, you wouldn't. <laughs> the Bible does not describe Jesus' physical appearance that we can find. I mean, it does, to, you know, we know that he wasn't good looking. Well, the, or he wasn't ugly. We know he wasn't. Well, yeah, no, the, we know he wasn't. Yeah, we know he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't especially handsome. <laughs> exactly. The beauty that we should desire. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's from Isaiah yeah. 53. Isaiah 53 talks John about John just that. had a little uh, outburst of laughter yeah. over something I said, uh, prob- perhaps in the flesh. I don't know. It was <laughs> He's trying to recover. <laughs> and I, I sent a... Perhaps a nice edit coming. There's a to big edit coming. Big edit. Okay. So somewhere in the mix here, or well, we're trying to get back uh, in the saddle here. Dude, I wasn't expecting it. It was, uh, hey, you'll never know. All right, here we go. Um, so we, yeah, we know that from Isaiah that he wasn't desired. His looks wasn't desirable, right? Because uh, when we talk about Saul, or when the Bible talks about Saul, man, he was head and shoulders above the rest. He was handsome. It says the same about David. That he was a you know overtly handsome guy. Yeah. And uh, I, I've never had that spoken of me. Yeah, these are or out of scripture. <laughs> yeah, someone asked me the other day, uh, how's your head, knowing I have headaches? And I said, um, I think I responded with painful, bald, and if you, uh, depending on who you ask, ugly. <laughs> uh, God couldn't trust me with being a handsome guy, so he just let me be. He just let you be, yeah. yeah just, I'll just make him ugly Hungarian, and it'll be cool. Yeah. Um, so here's what we do know. We know that he was born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth, uh, in Galilee, in northern Israel. This is what we do know. Matthew 2, 1. Uh, now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Luke 2, 4 through 7. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, uh, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. Uh, we also see in Luke four sixteen. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, as was his custom. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up and read. John 7.42. Uh, has not the scripture said that Christ comes from the seed of David and from the town of Bethlehem, where David was? So we see clearly where Jesus Christ is from, where he was born, the area that he was from. And that means that he was a Middle Eastern Hebraic Jewish man. There's a point you have in your notes that I saw earlier that I had never really thought about uh, <sighs> as far as uh, 
we know that he was of the seed of Abraham, prophetic. You know, God lifted right. up a nation for the Messiah Jesus to be born. Seed of Abraham, the tribe of Judah, there were 12 tribes, but Messiah could only be born of one. And Genesis 49.10 said he would be of, this, uh, of the tribe of Judah. And then later, God made a covenant with David. He would uh, One of his descendants would be on the throne of Israel forever. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the Messiah. That's Jesus. So, But there was a little twist God added into that, uh, well, and, which I and, think is beautiful. And here's the thing. Before we go into that, you know, because when, when you study out the Old Testament— I used to always tell people because they, they would say, well, why, you know, why did God kill off all these nations? You know, he was constantly killing off the nations. And I said, well, he was protecting the bloodline, you know, to keep the bloodline pure for Christ to come from. But dude, that constantly telling his people don't marry those people. Yeah. He was constantly telling yeah. them, but then he brings in both on the maternal side. I find that interesting. Yeah. Different bloodlines. Yeah, he brings in uh, Ruth the Moabitess. I'm yeah. Go no, please go ahead. I'm kind of we're kind of changing places here. He brings in Ruth the Moabitess, uh, and then also um, Rahab, a Canaanite woman from uh, the city Jericho that fell. Mm -hmm. So there's two, but they're still both of those are Middle Eastern. Yes, dark skin, dark uh, eyes, dark hair. Yeah, it doesn't uh, change where they're from, but I do find it interesting. That there is a mix now in the bloodline. Yeah, and I think there's a message from God, kind of like for God so loved the world. world. And yeah. I think he brought that right into the bloodline of Jesus. But it's, it's kind of crazy how every nationality or every ethnic group kind of wants Jesus to be black, wants Jesus to be They want him to white. be theirs. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Jesus is ours. He's everyone's. Yeah. And I, I don't, and that's, I really find it, I don't, I never thought Jesus was white. I don't care if he's white. I never don't, entered my mind. N- it never entered my mind. You know why? He's number Jesus. one, I don't care about color. And number two, he is the son of God that came to save you and I, regardless of what we look like. Yeah. It's just, it just never entered my mind to say, oh, Jesus is white. Or Jesus is black. Now, in Revelation chapter 1 is a typical passage that you will find where they try to use Jesus as, as being black. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to pull this up because I want us to see it. It's Revelation 1, uh, 14, and, and I just want to bring a correction here, right? Because in one fourteen, it says, hey, Jesus was black and I can prove it. And then they go to this passage and this says his hair or his head and hair were white like wool, white as snow and his eyes like a flame of fire. He goes on in 15, his feet were like fine brass as if refined in a furnace and his voice as the sound of many waters. Glorified Christ. And they say, see, that shows you in verse 14 that he was black because his hair was like wool. But this passage is not talking about the texture of his hair. This passage is talking about the color. His head and hair were white, like the color wool, if you were to actually research it and read it out. So he's not black, and his hair was not the texture of a black person's, you know, the kinky, uh, that, that 
the texture that it would have. It was the color like wool, not the texture like wool. That being said, um, we have to take it out that he wasn't he wasn't black, but uh, I do believe coming from the bloodlines that he came from in the area that he was born, that he would be dark complexion. Yeah, he wasn't white and he wasn't black. It's interesting because when you look at the genetics from Noah, Noah didn't have a white boy, uh, Asian boy, and a white boy. He had three sons. They all probably looked pretty much alike. After the Tower of Babel, when they were forced to obey mm-hmm. God because of the language, they went to different regions of the world, and through genetic isolation, certain genetic traits became dominant. Exactly. And so the race of Jesus, as you had said, I would put it this way, is irrelevant. It, He's it the is. Messiah. Right, right. And the whole fact that people fuss over this is just a sign of people's fallen nature. And when you really get around to who Jesus really was— uh, none of this even really matters. Right. But, but I, do, I do find it interesting you brought up the Tower of Babel because as we read in the scriptures, prior to all the nations and so on and so forth after the flood, prior to that, uh, prior to the Tower of Babel, there was no divide. The only thing that divided people were the tongues, languages. Mm-hmm. Languages divided people, and like you said, they went to their own groups. Color never divided anyone until you add politicians in. <laughs> like, that's true, though. Yeah, there's white. there were white slaves, there were Asian slaves, there were black slaves. We, we pick it up and get, kind of get the idea that the only slavery there ever was was, was blacks. Was blacks. But it's what about still, the Irish? Yeah, the, <sighs> slavery has been in the history of the world, and I think it's yeah. always been wrong, but it was part of the culture. And then we always think yeah, that and slavery— Yeah, who can get more white than Irish? Let's just yeah, be honest. Yeah. <clears throat> My wife's Irish— and uh, whales and, and all that. But, dude, they were equally sold into slavery just yeah. like the blacks were. And blacks sold their black brothers into slavery, which kind of gets into the American uh, story, mm-hmm. North American story. And we're, we're all against that and, uh, yes. and sad yeah, about yeah. that. But it isn't like that's the only place that ever happened. It's throughout the history of mankind. And throughout the entire world. I mean, yeah. Blacks sold blacks to whites, whites sold whites to whites, and whites sold whites to blacks, and blacks sold blacks to blacks. It's, dude, so, slavery has been throughout our history in its entirety. And it's this whole racism thing that kind of fuels this. And so yeah. ultimately we, we come to the Bible, you know, the gospel, the word of God, and, and then we, we just bring all of our culture and all of our fallen nature and all of corrupt history of the world. And then we ask the, the question, what race was Jesus? Well, the answer from the Bible is really simple. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So we see that in the, you know, in the early ages, like uh, the images, the earliest images of Jesus was, shows him to be uh, dark complexion. Yeah. Cause it was most accurate. It was most accurate by the middle ages. Artists began painting him with the European features. Yes. His hair changed color. His skin oh, lightened up. Yeah. His beard got shorter. His eyes turned blue. Blue eyes. <laughs> right. And, and, and these are what you say. And it's, that's not accurate. And his hair got real long. Yeah. Dude, Jesus didn't have long hair. I don't believe Jesus had long hair, but I'm going to tell you why I believe when Jesus. When I was a hippie, I was hoping that he did, <laughs> but I studied it out, and I don't think he did. He couldn't have if he said to have hair like a woman is shameful. For a man to have hair like a woman is shameful. 
That's what he said, and that's what the Holy Spirit said to the Corinthians. So church. therefore, he couldn't have had long hair. Yeah. He had to have short hair like a man, mm-hmm. or else Scripture's a lie, or Jesus is a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. That broke my heart when I found out because <laughs> I had long hair, man. I just I thought Jesus was groovy, and turns out he wasn't groovy. He's holy, <laughs> He's holy. <laughs> right? Which is way more important. Yeah. So what we find out is. With European features, such as light skin, short beard, long hair, light brown hair. If Jesus is a Middle Easterner, and he is, or was, he is because he's still alive, was when he was walking here, right? Almost certainly he would have had dark hair and dark olive skin Jewish traits. Mm-hmm. No doubt brown eyes. Brown eyes, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know any way around that. So he wasn't black and he wasn't white and he could have been tan and then really tan because he was a carpenter and he was outside all the time. Um, but the reality is you can't choose him as your color. You have to be realistic. Where did he come from? Where, what do the people look like? that are in that area, that's what he, Jesus looked like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if it was important to know his physical features, then God would have given us his physical features. I think he would have, but I don't think it mattered. That's, that's the bottom line. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. So here's the thing. The Bible teaches that God created various races in the world and made each one of them unique. Acts 17, 26 through 27. And he has made from one blood, one one blood, one race, every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. And so we see here in 26 and 27 that he made man from one race one blood genetically proves all that out absolutely it does the blood you can literally give blood transfusions from blacks to whites to whites to asians it's it all one one blood so the bible's true huh absolutely i'm thinking it is right scientifically it's true well and then jesus came to identify with people of every race he came to identify with every race uh, Matthew twenty eight nineteen, it, and I'm using the term race as in today's terminology because personally, uh, it's ethnic uh, ethnicity or ethnic group, right? You know, God only mentioned two different types of people: Jews and Gentiles, and Gentiles, and in the Gentiles you got every race. Yep, and in the Jews, basically you don't; you just have the Jews, right? The Middle Eastern, like we see right. here at this point today, you have every race oh, in the yeah, Jews, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but at this point in in the scriptures, you're right. There was only one group, if you will, in the Jews, and that would be the group that Jesus comes from, which is Middle Eastern. But he says this, right, because he came to identify with all of humanity. Let me put it to you that way. Came to identify with all of humanity uh, in Matthew 28, 19. Go, therefore, this is a, a call, a command for those who love Jesus to go out into the world, right, and make disciples of all 
the nations. And you know what all means? Uh, all. All means all, and that's all all means, right? I mean, it is what it is. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, because now then we are one family. So if we weren't one family before Jesus, we are one family from Jesus. Mm. Amen. Wow, that's beautiful. You know, uh, John, something popped into my mind here as we, you had mentioned before about God has chosen to bring in two other Middle Eastern people groups uh, on the maternal side, Rahab from the Canaanites mm-hmm. and Ruth from the Moabites. I was just thinking, <laughs> both of them were convert converts. They were both converts. Um, Ruth, oh my, her testimony was incredible. Right, she lived by faith, and she suffered and. And God blessed her. She was an amazing believer, rising up in obedience beyond most of the Jews. So, so technically, who had the bloodline. so technically, they're all from the same bloodline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you know Rahab the harlot. I mean, she came from a pretty rough background, but she she was had the fear of the Lord mm-hmm. in her heart when she saw what God did to the Egyptians and the ten plagues. She knew all about right. That. She said, "We're scared. We know that your God is the true God." And she was civilly disobedient to her own people, to obedient to a God that she was just coming into faith with. And then God blessed her yeah. by pulling her into the bloodline of the Messiah. How cool is that? I think that's a huge statement from God. It's like all this race stuff, fooey on that. That's all foolish. I'm a God of love. I made Adam and Eve and all this descendants. You fuss over that. You're foolish to have it. All, all that fussing. I think is just foolish. Well, here's the thing. God loves everyone, right? Hmm. Boy, I'm going to do a podcast. We are going to do a podcast. Uh, I haven't presented you with this one yet. No, I did. I think I threw it out to you uh, this morning. Is everyone God's children or just the Christians? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's an interesting question, it's a, right? It's a very interesting question. Yeah. Are all people God's children or just the Christians? We're going to talk about Almost that one just day. just about could be. We'll see. Not quite for sure, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Amen screaming amen. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God the Father loves everyone, and he sent his Son to save everyone. Uh, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, for God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And the world is all of humanity. Yeah. Ethnicity means absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. Revelation 5, 9. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Mm-hmm. That is all of humanity. He's pretty emphatic there, isn't he? You know, who cares what Jesus is or where he came from? It's clear where he came from, but who cares what color he is? Yeah. And, and the truth is, well, I hate to say it. It's almost a racist question. I think it is a racist question. I, yeah. And it's that, it's that racism of our mentality world today. You know, I just like to throw this in. Uh, I, I grew up in a racially mixed neighborhood. I went to a racially mixed school. It was, yep, one so year, did I. it was 50, it was, uh, you know, like 13 blacks, 12 whites, one year, the next year, it just, it was equal. And my mom and dad, it was in the liquor business, but we had a lot of black friends in and out of our home. And I was just, I'm so thankful I was colorblind. And then I didn't even understand hardly racism at all. And until I got a little bit older and I went to Tupelo, Mississippi, 
when I was 16 years old and spent two weeks there and um, I saw racism, stuff that like Martin mm-hmm. Luther King that I was really admired, just not really understanding the depth of all of this, but I admired him. And uh, my experience with racism was was kind of fun. I was the white boy that would go to, up to the YMCA with all the black kids and have them try to teach me how to how to dance. <laughs> they didn't fare so well. <laughs> they gave us their best shot. With this yeah, Hungarian I can't see kid. you dance. You should see the Hungarian kid doing the funky chicken, man. <laughs> but we just we just had fun. We loved one another, and we used uh, terminology with each other that you know today would be probably called racist, but. We just had a blast. We loved one another, and we take a bullet for one another. We you know, sports together, dance together, right. unfortunately, party together. But we had that word together, and it's like, man, I had some black brothers to take a bullet for me, and and they knew I had their back. And it's like, I think that's how it's going to be in heaven. Maybe yeah. not doing the funky chicken. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Well, you know, when I when I first moved to uh, North Carolina from Ohio, uh, working on a job. And Jerry uh, worked with us. He was a black guy. So after work, uh, I said, um, "I said, hey man, I mean, we we put it. It was a long day, man. It was, it had. We worked until dark, and it was just, it was a long, hard day. And I was like, hey Jerry, man, what you you want to you want to go? We'll go have a beer, man. Because he and I was the one that was working together. Uh, it was just him and I. I said, man, let's let's go out and get a beer. And he was like, ah, I don't know. And I go. Because uh, he was born and raised around there, and I go, dude, you don't you want to have a beer with me? I'm buying, right? And he was like, all right, let's go. So we go down the road, and I didn't know where to go. I had just moved there recently, and I said, hey, we'll just we'll go in here. We pull in, we go into the bar, and everything stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you experienced racism. I experienced racism. At its worst. Yeah. And I looked at Jerry and I was like, I said, uh, dude, we can, we can leave if you want. And uh, he was like, nah, nah, we'll have a beer. And so we did. We had a beer. We talked. We had a good time. We shot a game of pool. It got a little questionable when we took the pool table because one guy thought he owned it. And then, of course, I helped him understand that it was <laughs> back in the beast before Jesus Johnny days. I helped him understand it was public property. <laughs> so, but but my whole point is, dude, I get I get racism, but that's not what Christ was about. And so to ask this very question about was what race was Jesus to me, and we're answering it because I I, I feel like. It needs to be answered, but to yeah, me, it's, I, I, people ask me that. Yeah, openly. yeah. They, they weren't being trying to be rude or crazy. No, no, no. They're just asking, yeah, right? It's pretty, it's but, a, but I think that's question. yeah, it's a fair question. But uh, I just, I, I think it comes from a wrong place. At any rate, um, what we're going to talk about from here on out, because I think this is the importance of the podcast. Not what color was Jesus? That's so immaterial. It's, it, it's just like it. It has zero bearing on anything that God wants to do or that's going on in the world. His color is meaningless. What does matter and what we do need to focus on, because I think this is the more important part of this podcast, rather than identifying with with Christ's uh, racial ethnicity, let's look at his mission. Yeah. 
Let's look at his deity. Yeah. Let's look at who is this Jesus. Yeah. What? Who did he come here for? Why did he come? What? What's the issue with Jesus? Let's look at that and, and follow his mission rather than worry about his ethnicity. And in John 1, 14, it says this. And the word became flesh. The word is Jesus and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so the word comes to the world, and he is in his glory, and he is full of grace and full of truth. That's important. That's very important. And if you notice, when John talks about him coming, he doesn't care about his color nowhere in scripture does it care about his color because nowhere in scripture does it tell us his color because i hunted and you hunted and came up with a zero you hunted harder than i did because i'm older than you i I knew the answer (laughs) well you know for some reason i was reading that he was of the olive descent and i think now after uh researching again for this podcast that was probably a commentary that I read that said he was of the olive descent, meaning from the Middle East. Yeah, that's all. That's I all that stuck in my head too. And I, I've read the Bible 153 times, and I just know that that's not in there. So it's not did, in there. Did a little a word check, and it turns yeah. out that. But it, it, it's it's kind of true. He he no doubt was, but it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Yeah. So check this out. This is what's not irrelevant. Philippians two six through seven, who. Being talking about Jesus, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and becoming in the likeness of men. So here's a reality. If we're going to be like Jesus, we're going to be a doulos, and a doulos is a slave. Amen. Yeah. What's the problem with being a doulos Mm -hmm. for Christ? In Christ. And listen, Christ became that for God, and we need to become that for God as well. And Jesus took on no reputation, uh, and he took on the form of a slave, a servant, and came in the likeness of men. So let's identify his mission rather than worry about identifying his skin color. (laughs) Amen. In a world where race... The goal of race, I should say, and racism seems to be to divide. Yeah. To one-up over somebody else and to divide people. Be, and, of course, Satan's behind all Well, that. Well, that, that's one of the things about Jesus being our color because now it's a one-up. Oh, Jesus was white. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus was black. I'm glad we don't know what Jesus was except for the Savior of the world, my Savior, who loved me so much he didn't want me to die and go to hell, who loves you so much he doesn't want you to die and go to hell. Nobody, Listen, I believe it's not in there so that nobody can claim him. It's interesting. I have a great pastor friend, uh, Caldwell, New Jersey, uh, Pastor Dave Bulka. It's a very uh, ethnic uh, mixed church. Caucasian is a minority in his church. He's a founding pastor. He's been there almost, I think, about 40 years now. And... Um, you go into that church and they're from Pakistan, India, 
Jamaica, the Bahamas. And they love each other. Seven, seven or eight different Latino groups. And there's some white people there, too. And uh, Asians, Indonesians, Now, Filipinos. wait a minute. My, uh, and now, what, uh, um, what ethnicity group is Volka from? He's, uh, he's Polish. <laughs> <laughs> right? Think about it. Got a Polak leading in the multi-ethnic church. He's a, what he's a Polak he's a, he's a and he's Polak blonde. And, uh, doesn't he have blonde? Does no, he have, no, no. He's got light brown hair. But oh, light brown. Okay, so he's dirty man. blonde. <laughs> <laughs> he's a godly man. and it, He's an awesome his, guy. It, you go to his church, man, and it's just like heaven's going to be. It's just everybody. Yeah. And yeah. I think the, the people in that church have a... They're kind of excited about it. They're kind of proud of it. They just come in, and their ethnicity means anything, except it's all different. And, boy, when you have a potluck dinner at that church, holy cow, you're going to have fun. Right? If you like crazy foods. I love crazy food. <laughs> oh, you never know what you're going to get, but you're going to get a lot of really great stuff. And well, think- but here's, and that's the thing, though, is Jesus came to unite people where people try to divide people, and they try to use color to divide. Jesus doesn't care about color. He cares about holiness and righteousness. And you see that in the church of Jesus. Jesus, everybody just loving each other. It's beautiful. It is wonderful. John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. So now we have the standard. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have, just have a commandment. We have a commandment and a standard. Mm-hmm. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. Now as a repeat of the commandment, love one another. Okay, there's the command. As I loved you, there's your standard. Love one another. Do I need to tell you again? <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is important. Get this or I'll slap you silly. Yeah, so, so here's his mission is to come to earth to offer, to show people love, to set the example, and to offer salvation. Colossians 1.4 says this, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints. And so, again, Christ came to unite everyone. God wants us to accept one another in our differences. Just think of the example of Jesus. He must needs go through Samaria. The Jews didn't want to go through Samaria. They were mixed breeds. They were mulattoes. If you yeah, they were yeah exactly. And we ain't going up there. And oh, Jesus and they were called like, dogs. Yeah. And, and the Jews hated him. They hated, and, and Jesus didn't play that game. We're going to Samaria, dudes. They didn't like it. And then he had made him stay three days. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> but, you know, they got it. They saw right. a Samaritan woman get saved. Right. And uh, right. God didn't, Jesus didn't play those games. And then when Jesus was uh, go, uh, going up the Della Via Rosa, uh, up Calvary, uh, he fell beneath the cross. And Simon the Cyrenian, who was a black dude, black dude, picked, uh, carried the cross for Jesus. I think that's in there for a reason. I think God's like well, saying, don't play those stupid ethnic games. Because you know what? Stupid ethnic games don't mean anything to me. What means anything to me are the people. And and if we would catch hold of that, if if we would catch hold of, I don't care what you look like. I care who you are. Let me let me interject. This it would be amazing. Yeah. Let me uh, on that note. Let me throw some gas, uh, some icing on that cake you just mentioned. We're at a Bible study at our church, and this lady visiting her mother's a godly woman, and this daughter is a medical doctor in New Hampshire. She's a godly, brilliant woman. And she brought it. We were kind of crisscrossing this, and she talked about the out of every nation, kindred, and tribe in heaven, and you know, ethnos. 
And she said, I've just thought, always thought that God created the nations for a reason. The theme of the universe is the glory of God. I, mean, I have flowers that bring glory to God, and there's a difference between a sunflower like this big and, and, a, you know, and other, uh, other flowers that are small and all different colors and then the, the different vegetables. Which one is the right vegetable? Well, I, I kind of like them all, to be honest with you. Everything brings glory to God, and she brought it into a, a thought that I had never seen before. She talked about how God created the nations for his glory and that each uh, ethnicity brings something special to the glory of God. Absolutely. And I, I just think of uh, my Italian, my wife's Italian, and uh, we've had some wonderful old world Italians in our church taught me how to cook. Thank you, Jesus, for Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for Italy. And then, I, you know, right. uh, we have some uh, in Dave's church. He's got quite a few Asians. Those little Asian girls up there with their violins playing 75-part harmony isn't that amazing on, on their violins and their harps and they just are so gifted musically and then you know the the blacks are kind of you get together black choir i'm telling you they dude you're just, gonna be dancing if you have never danced you're gonna have yeah. you're gonna find rhythm all of a sudden we had a black <laughs> inner city choir come to our church from Albany. i'm telling you they lit it up but yeah. they they just yeah. sound so much different and so much better well here's the funny thing i always said because you know I'm I'm a little high energy on my preaching ninety percent of the time, yeah, right? I right? Uh, I've always said if I could get a black worship leader grounded in the Word of God, that he sets up the preaching before I get up and preach, we would we would blow it up, dude. Because well, I love to, their energy. I've gone oh my to a lot of black churches, and I, I'm telling you, I would rather preach in a black church than any white church <laughs> because they, they kind of talk back to you. <laughs> you know, if you're doing good, they're with you. Hey, man, good preaching, that's word right, of God. Right. And then if you're not, they'll let you know too, right. you know. But uh, it's just in Christ, there's right. that glorious freedom in that celebration of ethnicity, not competition with ethnicity. Well, and that takes us to our next verse because uh, race and, and heritage fade into the background. They, it disappears when members of Christ's body assume their identity as children of God. Oh, man, this is good, Johnny. You get me excited. When we listen, when we assume our identity as children of God with shared citizenship in heaven, we don't care about race and national heritage. It all goes away. It all goes because it doesn't matter. It's immaterial. Philippians 3:20, for our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our anyone who believes in Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior. That's the our and if, if we as Christians could just forget about who we were before we were Christians, it would just be a celebration. So there's not going to be a hippie section in heaven? No, nah, dude, I, am, uh, I, I know, I know. Sorry, dude. Will there be a but motor, motorcycle be motor, There will be motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about a club, but there'll be motorcycles. <laughs> I'm going to be like, Angel. Will, will they let hippie motorcyclists uh, in? I'm going to call an angel over and say, all right, dude, I don't see any bikes. So assume since you can go as Angel of Light, be Angel of Light and turn yourself into a motorcycle. We need to go for a ride. Maybe it'll be spaceships, too. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, right? Oh, my goodness. Motorcycle spaceship. I might take this spaceship, Johnny. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, it, it might be fun once, but I still might have to go back to the motorcycle. <laughs> Listen, here's what we can agree 
on. We can agree with Paul when Paul says in Galatians 3.28, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There you go. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now, what that's saying is, it's not saying that all those don't exist as individuals. What it's saying is those individuals don't, there's no importance to one or the other. We're all the same and we're all one in Christ. Because some people are like, yeah, there's no male or female. And so I can be, no, 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 no. What it's saying is there's none better than the other. We're all equal. one and equal in Jesus Christ. Do you know what that means? If you notice here, and I wish that would have maybe even said it, that there is no blacks and no whites and no Chinese and no Japanese and no whatever and none of this. We're all one. Maybe that would have, I don't know, man. I, like, like, But, of course, if people weren't going to get this, they're not going to get it if it's so written down in very specific, specific, specific. What really troubles me, and it's mostly just here in the last few years, is just the constant in your face if you don't go along with the political agenda of leftism globalism uh liberalism anti-god kill babies uh pro sodomy if you don't go along with that movement then you're racist you do, you're bigot racist. hateful and that 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 that, that it kind of angers me honestly because mm -hmm. yeah. you know in our church we've had we've had a, a nice racial mix in our church uh, through the mm -hmm. years it's mostly mostly caucasian because of where where we live but I tell you, I we've had uh, blacks come to our church, and I mean, we have a worship leader that's black, and let me tell you, he he's mm -hmm. amazing. Let me tell you, I have these old white ladies in the church that used to like, you know, all oh, hail the power, <laughs> and now they got a black worship leader. <laughs> they got, <laughs> and let me tell you, when he walks down the aisle, they jump out of their seats to hug on him. He has brought something out of them old white ladies that they they're they're grooving. Isn't that man. funny? And it's it's beautiful. It's because we're one in Christ. They're not looking at a color. They're looking at a man yeah, leading them a in man song. of God, worshiping, exactly. and he just got a gift, and they receive that gift, yeah. and they celebrate his ethnicity, and he celebrates theirs. Mm -hmm. It's it's, man, it's dude. Boy, it's, when it's, listen, when you understand Galatians three eight, there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female. You are all one in Jesus Christ. And some of us are experiencing that through our local New Testament church, and it's beautiful. Yep. And our kids play together, and they love one yep. another, and all that racism yep. stuff goes away. It does well because our kids weren't taught to hate. That's why yeah. it's gone. Yeah, they see it through the eyes of Christ rather than through the hateful eyes of man. You know, it's amazing. Or the I, eyes of a hateful man. I grew up in an unsaved home with no Bible, but. My mom and dad taught me that about race, and I'm eternally thankful for that. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just, I, I don't know. I just get frustrated that um, why can't we just land and love one another like the Bible tells us to do so? Billy Graham said this in his book, uh, World of Flame. He said, Jesus was not a white man. He was not a black man. He came from that part of the world that touches Africa and Asia and Europe. He wow. belongs to the whole world. Man. Hit that nail on the head. Right. And I just think that if we would look at it and go, you know what? The Bible doesn't talk about Jesus's color because Jesus's color don't matter. And here's the truth of it. If, if we would be Christ-like, nobody's color would matter. It just wouldn't matter. 
Because we, we look at the person. We don't look at their color. We don't look at, uh, we, we, we look, here's what we see. We either see a lost, dying soul going to hell, or we see a brother or sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what we see. That is it. We embrace one another. Each of us has our own strengths, and we need to take advantage of those strengths. Yeah. And we need to take advantage of them to use them to glorify God. You know, what Satan uses to divide us, God uses to unite us. Absolutely. Hey, guys, I just want to say this. Hey, wait a minute before you set that out. His conclusion here is I'm, powerful. I'm getting there. <laughs> I just wanted to steal that from under you. His conclusion rocks, so just prepare for something brilliant. Here we go, Johnny. Listen. Perhaps a better question than what race was Jesus is, what race was Jesus for? The answer is the whole human race. Perfect conclusion. Hey, guys, I hope that this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Share it with someone you know and use it to encourage someone. Pray one day, if you don't know Jesus, that you stop. Ask him to be your Lord and Savior. And I promise you, he'll take care of all. Hey, guys, until next week, God bless.